This is the Buffalo Beastie, Jake, never ever Mothboy Jake. And this is the Eerie Plant Man. And this is Mike Squatch. And this is Mothboys, brought to you by Visit Braxton County, West Virginia, home of the Flatwoods Monster. And we're a podcast on cryptids, conspiracies, and the unknown. Unknown. What up, boys? Hey. How's it going, everyone? Another episode. Here we go. <laughs> so to let the K, you know, um, I just, I'm sure some people are like, what's up with that intro? It was very weird. Mm-hmm. Two things. Uh, one, um, depends adult diapers. Uh, they decided to discontinue their relationship with us. Yep. <laughs> so uh, we're working with a new sponsor now. Um, and we just want to thank Visit Braxton County, West Virginia, yep. um, for uh, being the new sponsor of Moth Boys Podcast. Yes, officially. We are the only podcast that is that we know of that is sponsored by a whole county. That's right. Boom. And it's, West, spons- and it's West Virginia too, baby. We're getting we, we we're getting paid in Mountain Dew and pepperoni make, rolls and pepperoni rolls to make fun of West Virginia. <laughs> I thought the ne- the day would never come. <laughs> I think it's pretty epic, man. Our first yeah. our first sponsor. We've had people come to us, you know, trying to get a sponsor from us, but it's never been in our interest. Nope. I think you know, so we we f- finally got this sponsor. Sponsor, we got asked to do it, and we just had to take it. You know, it's West yeah. Virginia. I don't know. We're being we're we're being sponsored by West Virginia, basically, right? right? Basically, a part yes. of West Virginia. Yes. And guys, I don't want to be like you know, I don't want to like ruin the fans' like feelings towards us. But that depends sponsorship. That wasn't real. Um, <laughs> Surprise. <wow. laughs> They found out about it and sent us a cease and desist. So I that's thought the truth. it was legit. I thought it was legit. I know. I was just buying the pens and mailing them to you guys every month to make it seem real. <laughs> <laughs> weren't you? Weren't you suspicious? The name on it said Mister Seymour Butts. Oh yeah. <laughs> Chairman of the pens adult diapers. Is there a Seymour Butts here? Like, I'm like, I look at the box and go, "Oh, this all checks out." Yeah. <laughs> and there's just like a bunch of little Debbie rappers and stuff in there. So, this is definitely not from Jake. This is from oh. Mr. Mr. Butts from Depends. Uh, oh, so how's it going, Matt? What do you got going on? Uh, everything's great. Um, uh, not too much. Not too much going on. Um, but just living, just living the eerie plant man life. You know yep. what I mean? Hell yeah! Uh, oh. I uh, um, I started uh, watching watching a this. I've been watching holiday movies like. Uh, yeah, me too. Really? Yep. There's like, this one like the worst ones too. Yeah. Have, did you see the one with a uh, 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 Kristen Stewart in it? It's like Happiest Season. Or, yeah, I saw that. That was so good. 
That's name. That. That's name brand compared to the stuff I watch. <laughs> yeah, he, watches it he watches Air Buds Christmas too. If it doesn't have Lacey Chabert, Candace Cameron Bure, or Jonathan Bennett, and it's not on that Hallmark at two in the morning, then I'm not watching it. <laughs> I don't know any of those people. Those. That's those, impressive. That's, yeah. What about, Mar- like- what, about, what about Mario Lopez? Do you know yes, him? I do know Mario oh, yeah, Lopez. Yeah. He's yeah, a great star of those films as well. Yeah. So, Matt, you've been hanging out watching holiday movies. What about you, Jake? What have you been up to? Uh, you know, just being the Buffalo Beastie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just devouring Little Debbie's near and far. Just living my best life. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's the holiday season. So, I'm trying to be good so I get some gifts that aren't coal and right. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You don't uh, want, maybe. you don't want Santa coming down that chimney and spanking your rear bottom, you <laughs> giving you coal. <laughs> no, Santa, no. Other <laughs> <laughs> oh, than that, you know, just been my best behavior. Uh, been walking old ladies across the street. Yeah, uh, you, you got know, it. Been doing good deeds. Uh, haven't been, uh, haven't been urinating in public. Just, just, just. <laughs> Being a good person to try to get on Santa's good list this oh, year. That's, re- that's really good of you. Just, I think it's like, uh, so you're just trying to get on Santa's good side then. So you get yeah, to then your- December 26th, I'm going to be a rotten bastard again. <laughs> Hell yeah. Bad to the bone. What about you, Mike? <laughs> what have I been up to, man? I don't know. I've been watching a lot of like, uh, I've been watching a lot of, uh, I don't know, Bigfoot stuff on my phone. I don't know, like YouTube videos. I haven't really gone down a, a huge <laughs> rabbit hole with with Bigfoot videos. I don't so. want to bring this up, but I just saw you. You had um, you showed us your Big Two video. Yeah, was that Bigfoot? Was that Bigfoot erotica? That oh no, that's oh not. Yeah, that's that not. That was big. That was Bigfoot erotica. No, it's a www.bigfootsarehot.com. backslash Sasquatch and loving it. Mike's Mike's taking the 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 name Mike Squatch a little too seriously. Yeah. By the way, we got we have new names from our friend uh, Jedi Imposter. Oh, Jedi Imposter. What's all Greg? that weird? I Greg. think. Greg. I just His know him by Greg. I just know him by Jedi Imposter. Ah. So I like that so much. But yes, uh, we have new names: Mike Squatch, Eerie Plant Man. Yep. And the Buffalo Beastie. Who's gonna be on Santa's good list this year? That's right. All right, boys. So this is a this is a, this episode's a little different for us, I think. Spoil- yeah. it's gonna could be a hot mess. Yeah. Um, just because of us, not because of the people no. we are inviting on the show. No. Uh, yes. I want to apologize them ahead of time. Fans. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. fans and um, <laughs> our interview guests. Well, this is our first, well. Got, well, we're doing an interview with yes. uh, with Seth and Adrian Breedlove of Small Town Monsters. Yeah. And this is our first time doing an interview with people as a group. Yeah, all three yeah. of us. So Matt's first time, yeah. yeah, the first time was uh, when uh, we had Alexander Petikov on, and well, that's the first time you did one. But, yeah. but that was just a solo mo- or yeah. Eerie Plant Man. Yeah, uh, Eerie Plant Man. Yeah, this is all three of us this time. Mike so. Squatch and the Buffalo Beastie. We're we're uh, shaking in our boots. Uh, yeah, we're not good at this. We're not good and, at this at all. And, so and and, and th- like it'll be. I think this will be a lot of fun. Like we've we. You know, we we we're we're I think we're approachable people for the most part, right? Mm. I'm a social reject. Mm. Questionable. <laughs> Questionable. They're gonna see my face and be like, "Remove him at once." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're doing an interview with those two, talking about small town monsters and projects. Mark of the Bell Witch. Yep. 
Yep. The new, the new small yeah. town monsters film, yep. the mark of the bell witch. So if you're a Kickstarter backer, you probably already have it, Yep. but we'll be yep. diving in deeper to that. It comes you know. out. It comes out December 15th is when it yep. comes out. So, uh, here's the interview. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll tell you that. I'm sure, I'm sure they will tell you yeah. that. <laughs> All right. Here's the interview, everybody. All right. Moth, moth, mothettes and, uh, moth, uh, mothies. Uh, we have Adrian and Seth Breedlove on Moth Boys. Uh, hey guys, what's hey. up? Yep, good. Hi guys. Well, did you guys write something down for me? Now? No, we we have prepared a statement. We would like to read. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so guys, uh, I got I got I got some questions that uh that. I'm supposed to be asking you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wing it okay. a bit, but not really. Um, okay, so for anyone that's listening that has been living under a rock, what exactly is Small Town Monsters? Well, that journalistic integrity right there. Wow, <laughs> great question. <laughs> uh, it's a uh, we Small Town Monsters is a film production company that makes. Um, films and episodic content that makes content based around the United States on, um, on bizarre and uh, unusual topics such as Bigfoot and, and events and the Mothman and events. (laughs) All right. Yeah. And events. We do events too. Is that what you meant? No, I meant unusual events. (laughs) If you need anybody for your kids' birthday parties, there you go. They do events. So just, yeah, we'll we'll show up at your house. That's a, he really just got into this for the Bigfoot costumes. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yes, exactly. So what inspired you to start doing this? Uh, boredom. Boredom. <laughs> yeah, I do a lot out of oh. boredom. No, it was, it was no, it really is. Like it, <laughs> it really boils down to the fact that I worked a really boring job. What did you med- do? in medical billing and that's exciting i was working a medical billing job and i listened to podcasts through for like eight hours a day on the days where i actually bothered to stick around for eight hours um (laughs) i would uh i came up with ideas around the the topics of the podcasts i was listening to and most of the podcasts i was listening to at the time were paranormal and so, like, boredom led me to this idea of a, of a book called Small Town Monsters that would uh, take, like, a series of cases from around the United States and look at the cultural impact of those cases on the communities where they took place as much as it did the actual case itself. And so, like, I wrote that book proposal down and I sent it into some uh publishers and it was rejected but yeah it really <laughs> i'm not laughing at your reject okay i might no, be laughing I am, at your rejection. <laughs> it's all fine it um, all worked out it, it all worked out exactly hey, anomalist was one of the publishers who rejected us it, it's fine if i put them on blast i talk to the publisher occasionally but uh they rejected us and they have been all over me ever since to do a book with them we're so we're so sorry we're so sorry (laughs) that's hilarious so um did you have any like other names besides small town monsters like where did that name originate i don't know 
I I like I um, you like small towns and you like monsters. No, it's funny. It, I don't think anyone's ever asked me like where that name came from because so because I don't think anyone's ever been that incredibly um like it um wow uh no yeah, just yeah. incredibly investigative like to, to, <laughs> oh, to ask question no for real i no one's i don't ever think anyone's ever asked that and i know wow. i don't know that i know where the name came from I other think than the fact we, were just, we wanted monsters in the title yeah we wanted monsters in the title and i think you were just talking about what you wanted it to be and you said just a you know a book about small town monsters and i think i said well why don't you just call it small town monsters yeah so, and it so it was all you it was all oh, you so it was, it was me yeah so you know, i named it this doesn't sound like at all what would have happened <laughs> <laughs> all right seth you can you can you can leave now adrian now adrian <laughs> so um is this all the original oh for all the fans, he just brought a, a puppy onto the screen. Yeah. So we're looking at a puppy right now. So is this is 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 has this always been the lineup for the STM crew? Huh? Uh, no, no. I mean, um, mm. no. The first movie, Minerva Monster, was it was um, myself and my buddy Nathan Newcomer, who's kind of been involved on and off with STM, not so much in the last year, but occasionally he'll show up in STM movies. He's in, um, he's in Momo and has one of the most hilarious reactions in the, in the posse sequence, which is when all the, the, um, the, uh, lights, is that what it was? Is mm-hmm. that his scene where he's like, mm-hmm. he's like orbs spin around in the air and it yeah. kills me every time I see him. Um, so, so it was me and Nathan, and then Brandon got mm-hmm. involved with Minerva. And then there were these two guys, Alan and Jesse. But then, um, so we made Minerva together. And then Alan and I got in a fist fight at a, at a, <laughs> at a movie theater. And then that no. side of things. Yes, ended. that's what happened. <laughs> that's the, the gentle giant breed love got into a fist fight. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. He's always talking crap on podcasts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. No, thank you to podcasts. No it one listens, not- so talk all you it want. Was not- <laughs> it wasn't a fist fight. I was trying to hit him, and he was rolling around on the ground trying to defend himself with a cat. <laughs> that is. That did happen. What's that did. the what's the uh, what's the current lineup uh, looking <laughs> the like? Current lineup is. Uh, I mean, the core group. Ever since boggy but even back to whitehall has been adrian and myself and then you got brandon who's been there since the beginning and then zach who's been there since whitehall and then jason who came on with boggy and then mark matsky kind of kind of comes in and goes see mark's always involved it's just to, well, he was there for boggy no too, he's though. been there since minerva but it's yeah. like to greater or lesser degrees on each project so that's like that that's six. That's the yeah. that's and the Aaron. core. Aaron was well, there. And for now Bobby Aaron's and yeah. Now back. now Aaron's back. So that's like your core group is that that group. Aaron's extremely involved right now. So like he's because he's the only of all the people we have. He's the only official SDM employee. Oh wow! I am an employee. When I say SDM, I think of you and I. 
Oh, look at that. You're the boss. So it's like it's like it's like a revolving door of, of people. So what's it like um being partners, being husband and wife and working together? Like is is it is it a big He's taking a long drink out of that drink is what he's doing. Oh, <laughs> I saw that. He's like, there's a lot in here. <laughs> Um, well, Adrian has been involved since, since before the first movie. So we, it was weird. Like we didn't give her an official title until, until like Flatwoods. I think it was Flatwoods where we first gave yeah, her I think like, so. I think where we gave right. her like a title, but she was, she was doing stuff behind the scenes on pretty much every title going all the way back to Minerva. And then, um, when Mothman came out, when Mothman and Point Pleasant came out and kind of like made enough money that we could focus on doing this full time. Then she like stepped into a, uh, like a role that where, where we knew, you know, she had, she had these tasks that she could accomplish, but honestly, um, it's not like we don't, the thing is we're, we very rarely are actually working together physically. I'm always like at the office and she's working from home like for the last week or for what the last like three days, she's been setting up all the orders, getting all the Kickstarter orders out and stuff like that. But she's also doing like working on the um, cover art for the UFOs companion book, uh, which we haven't announced yet. Uh, we're doing a book. We're doing another on the trip. It's like an on the trail. Of, but um, so we work together really well, but I don't think it's, it's sometimes it doesn't feel like we're ever actually together when we're working. And that's the oh. to work, but not together. That's yeah. perfect. Work it sounds together. like you're, sounds like you're owed a lot of money from all the work that you did on all those other movies where you weren't credited. I'm going to invoice you. Uh, I think it's worth pointing out too, that for the first, what, like, two or three years of STM, we were both still working full-time. Well, I was I, so I mean, I quit, of... I quit my full-time job with Minerva and went down to part-time, but I was working another job all the way through to Mothman. Yeah. <laughs> so for, for the first... So it was a long transition. Yeah, the it first wasn't two the... years of STM, I was working another job at the yeah. same time that I was running STM, which is insane now, like when I look back on that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what was the hardest small town monsters movie to make? Which one was the most like trying? Momo. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> Adrian is Momo. No, I mean I don't know how you define that because Boggy was for me like in terms of Physically, just yeah. the actual filming production end of it. Boggy was draining on like multiple levels but momo was pretty momo was like simultaneously the most fun i've had on a project and also the most stressful just because we were the the shoots were insane like when i look back at what we were doing the posse sequence was insane but the actual shoot with the the documentary portion of the shoot is the by far the most stressful documentary shoot we've ever had because everything kept going wrong and we kept oh, wow. the, the schedule kept getting messed up. And, but, um, I would say, yeah, I'd say it's either, it's either boggy or Momo, I guess. Yeah. I see working, I see all these movies and you're working with all these creatures, Mothman, the big birds, the terror and the, the skies. Big, how do you control big birds and terror? Big birds in the sky. How do you control all these creatures? How do they make, how do you make them do what you want them to do? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
man, it's the hard part of making our movies is getting the wranglers to really right exactly. in the they need to be and like i can give direction but it's up it's yeah. at the end of the day it's up to the wranglers yeah. you know? that that mo that momo was a nightmare um, working with you know lana um oh, yeah uh Nico, like those guys are the the our wranglers so um if you could do a film on any subject, what would it be? What would you guys do a film on? Guy squids. Which is, a squids? Fake, what is it? a fake cryptid that she's like it's invented. Not fake. What totally is that? Real. Totally real. Explain. Uh, sometimes people see squids in the sky. And I, <laughs> oh, I that's all know, I need to but... know right there. That's sick. <laughs> that's, that's like weird Lovecraft stuff. I know, right? It's awesome. Yeah, that's sick. Is in no way on board for that. Um, yeah, mine is. I want to make. I want to make a movie that has nothing to do with the paranormal. Uh, called 1999. That is about the year I graduated uh, uh, school. That's entirely about growing up in a small town and getting in fights on the weekends and like eating bars <laughs> outside the local Giant Eagle and chasing people could it, around. Could it end? Could it end with? The Guys year, ni- the year, nineteen ninety nine, going into two thousand on the computers and people having no, like the way it and ends. And that's when the machines. Rise. The way it yes. ends. No, the way it ends is I camped out for tickets for the Phantom Menace for like three days, and that's how I want it. Yes. Oh. Wow, that was worth it. I, lo- I saw Phantom Menace eleven times in theaters, so <laughs> I'm good. Jake knows Star Wars. He's a big about anything. He Star says. Wars. Yeah, Star Trek. Love it. I love Phantom Menace. Is. <laughs> Such a good movie. Rewatching that and like looking back on how like I don't know it was appropriate for its time and it was trying to I don't know. Yeah, Jake. Jake episode you, one was sick. Had one of the. You best see the one called Prisoner of Azkaban, Jake. Azkaban. I knew this was going to turn to Star Wars. This is like like it always happens whenever Matt's talking. <laughs> so you so you so Adrian, you'd make one on Sky Squids, and you and mm-hmm. Seth would do one on uh, a I drama. Think. A dramedy, hopefully, a drama comedy on your yeah, a lot of comedy. Adrian, you uh, now you've been doing you you do art for STM or like art on certain movies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your favorite design that you did? Um, I had a lot of fun doing the um, they were acrylic paintings for uh, Legacy for oh. the uh, well, but, like I can't remember any of the names of the. Uh, the Garuda, Garuda. The, yeah, the Garuda and, and the Banshee. Yeah, and the Banshees. I think that was probably my favorite. The Banshees are cool. Yeah, I like Mothman paintings, but these were, you know, more detailed. The, and... the bird, the, the image that opens the, the movie is Adrian's. The, the actual, like, first shot of Mothman Legacy is, like, one of her paintings, and the camera pulls back from it. Yeah. And that was, that was one of hers. Harvey Harvey has one of those paintings hanging up on his wall. Now he's just constantly drawing drawing Aww. me Mothman and like Flatwood's monster. And uh, he was telling me I recorded this like mini episode of Harvey telling me how Mothman taught him how to fly and how Mothman lives in our basement. And I'm just like, okay, when you start bringing things creepy things in the basement. Tommy does that too. He's constantly talking about Mothman. He loves Mothman. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you you inspired my nephew to or Mike and I, our nephew, to 
be an artist. His, his drawings on a fridge right now. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, I can get a frame for it. Hmm. Yeah, he likes you guys a whole lot. He's watched. <laughs> he's watched the Mothman Legacy. He's watched it three times now. He's the one watching. No. <laughs> he's the one watching it. <laughs> So you, you guys have a new movie coming out December 15th, Marco the Bell Witch. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? The, <laughs> oh, my the story. Oh, wow. We prepared for this so much. Oh, my god! The story of the Bell Witch. I mean, a little bit. Well, why would they tell the story if they want to want us to see their film? Well, like, <laughs> OK, uh, yeah. The, just, a little, just a little bit, a little snippet, you know, yeah, a little story, bit about it. Well, I mean, everyone knows the core story, which is like from the years 1817 to 1821, this family that lived near uh, the town of Adams Station, Tennessee, were under siege by a vengeful entity called the, the that they called the spirit that came to be known as the Bell Witch, um, who claimed she was there to kill John Bell. Um, they... Uh, suffered a, a lot of weird activity and and uh like verging on attacks over the years from like knocks on the walls and voices uh disembodied voices to like uh hair pulling and slaps and being thrown across the room and all, all that kind of stuff um and then in 1820 uh john bell died and the uh and then some other stuff happened. And that's the story of the Bell Witch. As you did it. To- Yay. <laughs> now go watch the movie. Right. <laughs> so yeah, um, the Mark of the Bell Witch, uh, it felt like it was more of like a traditional uh, retelling of the legend uh, from some fine storytellers, in my opinion. Uh, was that your initial idea when you first started the project? Or did the focus change once you started interviewing the subjects uh, and realizing that she had so much golden material? No, I mean the 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 movie is not. There's <clears throat> of the two movies we did this year, Mothman is the one that t- ended up kind of how. Well, no, Mothman totally wasn't the same either. <laughs> so neither neither of the movies we made this year ended up the way they were sort of like originally thought of. But Mark of the Bell Witch was supposed to be heavily narrative, wasn't it? Well, Didn't you want it? No, to I mean be? it is. I think it is heavily narrative, but um, I wanted it to be much more present day, um, with maybe even kind of jumping back and forth where we'd talk about mystery lights in the past, and then you jump forward, you learn about mystery lights in the present, and then you jump back, you know, and maybe chapter to chapter do that sort of thing. Um, and then I just there are early cuts where I'm trying where I tried to do that where we were kind of mixing more present day. Uh, lore into it and and there's some amazing stories there's an entire interview that got left on the floor where we uh interviewed a girl who like um her aunt and uncle owned kate bats what she thought was kate bats home um and how her how her uncle was like ended up potentially being cursed and died in this house and all this stuff and it, it was super cool really cool interview it's not in the movie because it had nothing to do with what the movie's about. And so like we really, the movie changed drastically <clears throat> in the edit from how it was intended to be. And that was, I mean, it sucks because uh, that whole kill your darlings thing came into play because like Tim Henson has all these amazing stories about seeing spook lights. And from the beginning, like that was going to be in the movie and there are cuts even like pretty late in the game. There were like later cuts where it was still in the movie. 
Um, but at a certain point, I realized like the story is about the story we were telling was very much just about the bells. Mm -hmm. And for us to really like cut back and forth <clears throat> through the present day stuff, we were going to need a narrator. And, and even though Lauren Ashley Carter is in there reading passages of Ingram's book, she is not a narrator. She's not, she's not contextualizing things from the present. She is reading passages of a book that came out a hundred years ago. Um, so, so we had no easy way of jumping back and forth. Um, and so we just stuck to our guns and ended up sticking to the old, you know, the, the 1817 to 1821 story. And then you get about five minutes of present day stuff toward the end. And then that kind of like wraps up the story. There's room for a sequel to this movie or at yes. least like, or at least like an on the trail of the bell witch, like very easily. Oh, right. <laughs> Am I wrong? Awesome. No, I think so. I mean, I, I really like the way bell turned out because it feels like such a personal story because <clears throat> it's so focused on the family. Yeah. And that's, I like Minerva too, is because it's such a personal. It's yeah, like focused I, on these individuals and what happened to them, and I just, I guess, I prefer that type of story. Well, we talked a lot about Minerva. This movie actually has more in common with Minerva than almost any other movie we've made, other than maybe like Momo. And it isn't just the family aspect; it's also these are the only Minerva and this are the only two movies we've made that don't have a traditional narrator. Minerva has no narrator. Bellwitch has a narrator, but she's not, she's not, ex, she's not dishing out exposition in the way that a narrator can. A narrator in our movies is typically there to, to, to sort of dole out exposition that tie sequences in the movie together. Um, Lauren is just reading an old book <laughs> that really doesn't, <laughs> that really doesn't do anything to set up what comes next or, or whatever. It's there just to help flesh out some of the threads that are already in play. So those two movies actually have a lot in common. I don't know if people see it, but I do. Awesome. Well, awesome. I'm going to bring this up because you mentioned it uh, in modern, like retellings, the bell, Witch cave is like a very important aspect. When we did an episode on the bell, Witch, people yelled at me cause I didn't really cover it. Um, why do you think the Bell Witch Cave is so important? Like now, when people tell the story, even though it's, it's really it has it has literally nothing to do with the bells. So, like, I get it. It's people love it because it and and I'll get flack for this, and and people will probably be pissed off because it's not really featured in our movie that much. But that cave really didn't play much of a role in in the bells story, and th honestly. End of the day, they don't even know if the cave where people go today is the same cave where where they were writing about, you know, in, in the Ingram book when they talk about the, the episode where the kids went into the cave and one of them gets stuck in the mud on the second It could floor. be any random cave. Yeah, it could really uh. be any cave along there. And that the other thing is like that cave is is just very tangentially tied to the to the bells. It it it's cool because it's a cave and caves are creepy, but it doesn't have any direct bearing on the Bell Witch story. And also so much of the history and the lore that's grown up around that cave is just wrong. Like they people get people get 
their facts just totally wrong about that stupid cave where they sorry uh that cave uh, <laughs> i know you said stupid we heard it we're <laughs> like talking about this body that was found like buried in the cave not realizing that there was a native american body that was in the cave but it was literally something that they like dug out of the river and moved to the cave it's like a tour <laughs> attraction like Holy. there there's there's very little about that cave that that isn't just mythology and i do think you know like maybe people really do experience stuff down in that cave now i don't know i i know i've talked to we interviewed kara she's in the movie for a minute toward the end she's a tour guide at the cave and her she has tons of stories about creepy stuff happening in that cave but it's not like I'm sure creepy stuff happens in every cave. Well, that's the right. thing. Caves are just weird, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly. Hey, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like, caves are creepy. Yeah, so like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish if we could have gotten into the cave to film it, I would have gladly spent maybe another minute on that cave in the movie. But honestly, like the cave, we're at the, watch the, watch the movie because Brandon Barker comes in and kind of like, points out the fact that well like there's all these things that people are tying to the bell witch now like people taking rocks and being cursed and people going into the cave and like all these all these different things and it's all birthed out of the bell witch all folklore i think that happens with a a lot of these things though it's like people just add their own thing to it right and then it just keeps adding up yeah 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 that's fair i I just don't like the cave i'm sorry Uh, (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad it was a small part of the movie I hate that no, stupid cave. I'm, That's a quote from Seth. I hate that stupid cave. If I, the thing is, like Troy Taylor, who was in Terror in the Skies, and I, I really like Troy. I think Troy's awesome. We tried to get Troy in this movie. I tried to fly him to Tennessee, but the week I was going to need to do it, he wasn't able to meet us, so he wasn't in the movie. If Troy had been in the movie, I, I know he would have, he would have helped tie that cave into the into the bells story because Troy's whole thing is that that cave, I think Troy's belief is that that cave acts as some sort of portal or it's like a portal and that the things that spill out onto the bell property come from the bell cave. It's the hell mouth. It's the hell mouth. Hmm. Whoa. That's kind of groovy. I dig on that. <laughs> Equal. Mark of the bell, Witch, the hell mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and the and the documentary, um, the Bell Witch, uh, the reenactments, they were fantastic in creating dread and tension throughout. Even though it was like mostly seen in shadows, uh, what was like the process on uh, deciding uh, what you wanted the Bell Witch to look like in those scenes? Adrian, you were awesome. You were so terrifying. Thank you. It was I so great. Avoid being terrifying. Um, she has three designs. Well, there were supposed to be three designs. I think we, we really, it really only ended up being two. I think you end up two, but you do, ha- you have the hand and then you also have the hanging woman. So really you, you technically have four, but the original idea was three. You were going to see her and each design was kind of based on a, a different aspect of the mythology. So you had originally, there was supposed to be smoke, like drifting smoke because supposedly people see this foggy sort of smoke in the cave today. So I wanted to bring that in just visually. So originally that was going to be a thing. It got left out because of the fact that Santino spent so much time comping and painting light switches and electrical outlets, light bulbs out of the movie that he didn't have time to do these effect shots. That, that smoky effect was supposed to be through a lot of the movie. Like you were supposed to see it pretty often 
and he just didn't have time because there's like 30 shots in the movie where he was painting lights. He had a lot of (sighs) yeah. um, So the other design is the veiled woman, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of based on the legend. There's this variation of the legend that the Bell Witch was John Bell's either like lover or his wife or his fiance. And it was possibly Kate Batts. I don't know if if you guys have heard that version of the story, but that's actually, there's a really famous song from the sixties about the bell witch of, and I think, I think in the, in that version of the story, they talk about her, like she's the bell witch of Nashville or something. It's weird. It's a weird song, but she was, that's the very, that's the variation of the, the legend that gets told in that song is that, John Bell was like engaged to Kate Batts and then he like murdered her. And then she came back as a vengeful spirit to haunt him. So when you see her with the veil and everything, that's kind of what I was thinking visually is like, we're just, we're just kind of like throwing back to these other legends. Um, And then the final one is the horned uh, deer skull woman. And that is based on Heather Mosier's nightmares. (laughs) What? Um, so Heather, who Heather, who's like our re- who our researcher, she's also in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she had recurring nightmares starting in 2017. She actually made a scouting trip for us in 2017 to Adams, where she went to the cave and like really we were talking about doing a Bell Witch movie all the way back in 2017. Wow! Started having nightmares around that time. And they kind of changed over time. Eventually, she started seeing this figure. And I could show you guys the sketch. She sketched it like two years ago. Um, This figure cloaked with this like deer skull with antlers on its head. And she sent that to me not that long before we filmed the documentary. And I was like, oh, cool. This has to be the final variation of the monster. Um, Supposed to like you're supposed to sort of follow her from the transition. It was originally supposed to be like smoky figure to like veiled woman, which Brandon kind of outlines yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Into, into um, my true form. Yeah. Into her real form. And instead we end up with this like hanging woman, uh, creepy hand and then veiled woman. And then you go into the final form. I think that's actually what we called it was the final form. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Super saying awesome. I'm a coward. So so that scared me. Yeah. That was, (laughs) I got nightmares from it too. I'm scared of everything. I don't want to spoil anything, but there was, there was some some jump scares in there that got me though, which I was surprised by. I really terrified my three-year-old too. <laughs> oh. uh, the, it's, it is funny. I got to post this at some point after the movie comes out, but like the shot of her that we're using in like the trailer and everything where she comes up out of the ground and then like comes toward the camera, like the jump scare moment. Um, that was shot with a tiny green screen, like a folding green screen in the front yard of the house. And Santino had her, standing in front of that green screen she's in her costume or whatever aaron was we had to have some sort of wind on her so aaron was standing there with an apple box like because we didn't have a <laughs> there was standing there like, <laughs> yeah it was, it was a giant piece of wood flying if, if he had let go of it her face is gone. um and tom tommy there's a picture i posted on like my instagram of tommy sitting with his uh, with his act 
on the porch of that cabin. And that was literally us sitting there watching them film that scene. Like we were sitting there eating snacks <laughs> and they're, they're standing in the middle of the, the yard, just like spooky scene that being there. And Tommy was like, I mean, he was creeped out by it, but he I didn't. Like, he didn't like the the uh, the mask. Yeah, he didn't. But like aside from that, he was he was pretty much okay. <laughs> My turn to start asking questions. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We got a word from our sponsor. We got to do that. Oh, that's right. right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just, we have a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, do you know what my two favorite movies are? Uh, Citizen Kane, Jurassic Park. Wrong. Those movies are so inferior to my favorites. Hmm. Three Ninjas, Independence Day. Oh, those are close. Those are definitely top five. But uh, I'm actually upset. You don't know my favorite movies. Well, what are your favorite movies then? (laughs) I know you're just being polite, but thank you anyway, Matt. I do appreciate that. Uh, So you guys know I have superb taste in movies, and my two favorites are Wild Hogs and Casper Meets Wendy. Ah, yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, good, good, yes. So, would you believe me if I told you there is a place where I can relive both of my favorite movies in real life? That seems impossible, Jake. <laughs> Silly Mike. Well, guess what? There is. In Braxton County, West Virginia, I can take my totally real motorcycle and do my best Tim Allen <clears throat> impression. Because Braxton County has some of the best roads for cycling throughout the whole beautiful state of West Virginia. And you know how to ride a motorcycle? I doubt that. <laughs> so so how does Casper the ghost play into this? Well, well, Mike, Braxton County is also a hot spot for paranormal activity, including the Heyman House and the Elk Hostel. So after a nice day on my motorcycle, being a wild hog kind of guy, I could participate in a ghost hunt in some of West Virginia's creepiest locations. I can vouch for this. I saw something creepy while on a ghost hunt at the Elk Hostel. So what you're saying is not only is Braxton County a beautiful place to take a motorcycle ride with miles and miles of scenic trails but it also has terrifying paranormal locations for ghost hunters and paranormal enthusiasts of all levels (laughs) you're correct braxton county offers that and so much more for more information visit www.braxtonwv.org and again www.braxtonwv.org and remember let them know Moth Boys sent you. Moth Boys is brought to you by Visit Braxton County, West Virginia, home of the Flatwoods Monster. And now back to the show. Um, this is the fun part. This is the the, the this, Moth Boys part. This is the Moth Boys part. We got all the serious stuff out of the way, you know. <laughs> okay, so, um, Adrian, Seth, what is your favorite cryptid? And if you could be a cryptid, which one would you be? Go ahead. That's all you. Um. I mean, aside from sky squids. Since right. That, yes. She likes this, lake monsters. A lot. I do. I love lake monsters. So it would be lake monsters. Um, and I'd probably, I guess I'd want to be a lake monster. Right? Mm, creepy. I don't know. Um, you would want to be a lake monster? I would. Hell yeah. yeah. I would. I, Who doesn't love lakes? My favorite, <laughs> favorite cryptid is still Bigfoot. Um but I think if I could be a cryptid, it would probably be like it'd probably be a Thunderbird, dude, because they're they're like top of the food chain. Eight Nothing heights. nothing's up there with them. Nope. They're just flying around doing their thing. Big old birds was, in the sky. 
that was that was our mascot, like uh, for our school. Our school, yeah. Yeah, our high school. That's what we. That's our mascot was a Thunderbird. Oh, that's, oh, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got some. I got some other questions for you here. Here you go. Wait, can I cut you off? I have a very important one. Yes, yes, please. Do. Okay. So I don't know if you listen to our show. I don't blame you if you don't. Uh, but for some reason, Little Debbie's has become a very important part of the show. And I have uh, fans messaging me and they need to know, do you like Little Debbie's? And if you do, what is your favorite variety? Um, is our Nutty Bars Little Debbie's? Yes, we'll take yes. it. It's Nutty Bars. <laughs> down. Love Nutty Bars. Little Debbie's makes an oatmeal cream pie. Oh, <laughs> And so, like, dude, you're such, dude. I really, Adrian was making fun of me about this before we went live. When we when we did the Area X episode of, of on the trail of Bigfoot, we went into Area X with a backpack full of nothing but some protein bars and like, seriously, like forty little Debbie's oatmeal cream pot. <laughs> we, we took this backpack. You like the most dangerous, and then they almost starved. Yeah, and, and then we almost <laughs> death, but like we're in the most like intense, terrifying place on earth with like black bears roaming around our tent, and we brought the stupid backpack into the tent, and I, there was something <laughs> around our tent the first night that we were in there, and Adam gets on the on the radio and radios the cabin. He's like, "Guys, there's something walking around our tent." There's like a pause, and then you hear Daryl go, "Do those idiots have that backpack full of food in the back or in the?" And I was like, "You do. It's under your cot." And he's like, "Oh." Don't ever go. We hear Abby's almost killed somebody. There you go. Well, they probably killed lots of people. They're so unhealthy. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um. What is okay? So, what is your favorite? I want I, this is one I really want to know. This one, what is your favorite cryptid movie? Mm. Cryptid theme movie, if you had one, other than your own movies, guys. Come on, I don't know. I hate our own movies. So. <laughs> What's yeah, yours? me too. Um, I think mine is probably it's it's probably Creature from Black Lake. I mean, if I could count Mothman prophecies, like it would be, yeah. It would be that, but if that's not really a cryptid, and, and it's definitely not a cryptid movie, um, I don't think so. No, I think it might be. It's very like cerebral and. Oh, so you're saying it's like too smart? No, it's like it's people? like too artsy. It's not crypt- cryptozoological. Um, yeah, creature from Black Lake because creature from Black Lake, as great as Legend of Augie Creek is. Creature from Black Lake is almost poking fun at some of the tropes of like Bigfooting. Mm-hmm. It's it's so self aware, but it's still such a fun like it's verging on scream levels of like parody at times. And I love the fact that it's so self aware at a time when movies really didn't do that. Um, and I I just think that movie doesn't get a lot of credit, but it's. I think I like it more than Legend of Boggy Creek. There you go. All huh. right. Wow. Well, apparently mine is not uh, Mothman Prophecies. <laughs> um, I don't. <laughs> That's I don't mine. Shot yours down. 
Does Lost World Jurassic Park count as a cryptid movie? Because dinosaurs exist and nobody knows about it until they attack the little girl on the island. Ah. Movie? Huh. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it counts. That's yes. it. Lost World. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, and this is my my. I have two more silly questions. What is the fakest cryptid you've ever heard of? The one that just sky squids. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Done. Um, what's one that you've heard and they were just like, no, I don't think so. Well, I mean, most of them, but like. <laughs> Uh, no. I mean, if you honestly, um, can you go? Because I'm, th- I'm thinking, I'm like running through all Once these. That I, these, I are, think these are crazy questions here. No you know? way. What are the, um, the, 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 what is it, Fresno Night? Fresno Nightcrawler. Yeah. yeah. I, the uh, pants. But I really want them to be real. Yeah, for sure. I have a hard time have a hard time with that one oh. but they're so cute little walking pants i know it's probably i mean i can say this and people people are going to get so offended because they're so defensive of this topic and we have plans for it especially next year but dog man <laughs> dog man as a real biological creature makes no sense none um and so i don't I, I I find so the entire mean- idea of Dogman as like a living, breathing, undiscovered species of animal so absurd. That's not to say I think the idea of Dogman is absurd. I think there's something to the werewolf myth. I just don't think it's that there's an undiscovered species of bipedal canine running around the world. <laughs> and when I think that, I start laughing. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I think, I think what I'm saying is like I think I think I think Dogman has a, a few different explanations that that uh, other than that I don't buy into to, that specific subcategory. Yeah, I think of I that. think I think Dogman I think Dogman is a paranormal subject more than it is a cryptozoological one. Yeah. What about, doing... ja- what about what about jackalopes? No, dude, I totally believe in jackalopes. <laughs> you know, wild. I won't Dude, even question that one. You're, I can. There's one outside my window right now. <laughs> you you're doing a, a, a um. You guys are going to be doing a Rougarou film, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm stoked about that one because like we're gonna do a kind of like um the recreations in that are going to be full blown, like found footage. That's the oh, vibe. Awesome. For. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited about that, but I also, there's been so little done about Dogman outside of Bray road that I can tell you from the stuff Heather has sent me, we're going to be going in directions that have never been covered on like film or TV shows. And she's got, She's got witnesses, a lot of witnesses. So there's there's going to be some really interesting stories in there, and so I'm excited to get to that one. 
That's going to be awesome. Like we're filming down in the swamps of Louisiana, so that's going to be cool. Yeah, that is going to be cool. Wow. That's going to be sweet. There was a, uh, there was a, uh, a <laughs> serial killer um, in Louisiana who, who people thought was a Rougarou. Um, mm-hmm. It was like the 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 act the the axe man of New Orleans. Yeah, um, what about that? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> it can be in your movie. Okay, I have I have one more question for this. This is the most important one of the night here. And mm. uh, who would win in a fight, Mothman or the Flatwoods Monster? Mm. <laughs> oh, Moth. Well, it's the Flatwoods Monster, no you doubt. Think so? Does the monster have arms, though? It does it depends on which version of the story? You're... Yeah. Uh, I say Mothman. Dude, Mothman's gonna get his little tiny six foot tall butt kicked. <laughs> well, like, there's no stories about the moth. That supposedly, like, the Flatwoods monsters like breathing poisonous fire fumes and and chasing people around. People are puking when they see it. <laughs> Mothman's 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 gonna see it and like puke like thirty little Debbie oatmeal cream pies. He picked Flatwoods monster up. This guy drop him in the ocean. He's not picking up. He's just gonna sink right to the bottom. Done over. Flatwoods monster really twice his size. It doesn't matter. This is kind of like that celebrity starting to get pissed off. Got to be honest. You're sleeping like on the couch tonight, Seth. <laughs> you guys remember the Bigfoot, the Bigfoot versus the Loch Ness Monster celebrity death match? That, that was like a TV show that was like claymation. Oh man, that, that was, was a like great show. Thirty-seven or whenever you were a kid. <laughs> You're not too much older. You're like two years older than me. Like Seth is mentally older. like a seventy-five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all the fun questions I had. Well, yeah. I have some. I have. Do Do you take pitches on podcast? I have a pitch for you. Oh wow, man! There's nothing I love more than people <laughs> that they want to. They want us to make. So your films are they're good, but all my favorite films they have a blooper reel at the end. So in future small town monster releases, can we have a blooper reel during the credits? I keep asking Seth we to have, add bloopers. Yeah, we we actually like we really do need to do. You a need to do like a squad exclusive. We, yeah, we have blooper. some hilarious bloopers from both Momo and um, Bellwitch. Oh, you know? I would have to imagine Bellwitch. There's some ridiculous. Yeah, there was there were a lot of like laughing. There was a lot of laughing during like the John John Bell death scene. Most uh, <laughs> of like Amy. <laughs> Because Amy was she was, that, she was the one shot, yeah, the one shot that opens Bellwitch was a one shot. It she was made wonder, herself cry for like an was, hour. Yeah, she straight. was like crying for over an hour trying to get that scene shot, and we just kept botching <laughs> different things, and we'd be like, "Oh, so we gotta go back to the beginning." <laughs> but yeah, we really need that. Yeah, I agree about the blooper reel. Those okay. are all. But yeah, that's really thank you for that. Yeah, you know, I, I figured, you know, from one creator to the to the next, I, I would. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, that's that's all. It's on my docket for tonight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is a this was a fun time. This is our first right. interview. I apologize. We, we're, we're really sorry. Yeah, I had a blast. 
Yeah, this yeah. is great. Has Matt spent any time on the show? Because I don't listen to the show. I'm sorry. I just I, I do. Adrian, I don't blame you, dude. I don't. <laughs> the thing of it is, though, like I don't listen to anything. I I was telling Shannon when <laughs> UFOs, I've literally never listened to an episode of Into the Fray. So like, yeah, I don't He's know. The worst friend. I don't know what's going on on you guys' show. I'm sure it's hilarious because I look. Well, you know what? Actually, I have listened to at least a couple episodes of the show, but. Now I forget what I was talking about. Oh, has Matt talked about the his experience filming on the trail of UFOs with Small Town? No, the most recent one. Yeah. So we were we were uh, up on Dolly Sods. That was a yeah. yes or no. That was a yes or no oh, question. He didn't up, want to hear. Your... But um, did did he talk about staying in our house like overnight and how everyone was like there was a lot of like screaming. People were getting chased around the house with like axes and stuff the night that he stayed with us. Yeah, it was super weird. It was like it was like everyone's like, "Oh, you know what? I'm a little I'm a little too tired." And I think it, who was it that was chasing everyone around? Was that Aaron? It was Roger. <laughs> Roger. Roger was. And 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 uh uh yeah, Roger was trying to kill me and then I was trying to kill Seth. I was choking him. It was like a Simpsons scene, I think what like is- a What kind of party know. is this? The choking was unrelated. That was just yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> no that was like a lot of fun though even though everyone i could tell was like exhausted because it was the end of your journey for that shoot right yeah that was literally you were you were on the last night of the shoot when yeah. we when we had that and that was like the sky that night is the craziest sky i've ever seen on on it i've ever seen like i've never seen a sky like that you literally see the milky way like it was wild yeah but, it was beautiful man yeah that it sounds was, fun that sounds fun that you got. It sounds like you guys had a blast and had a lot of fun. I had I had coronavirus while you were doing yeah. that, so I keep talking. I was about home it. with a three year old. Yeah, it's the same fun. thing as having coronavirus. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell Tommy you said that. <laughs> oh, please don't do that. <laughs> Damn, I don't know how to end these things. We just say goodbye to each other. Well, I'll I'll end it this way. Okay, we like to talk trash on other people. Do you have anybody you want to to rant Ooh. about on our show? Not- in this no so, no okay. this, no <laughs> will he'll just unleash no one <laughs> listens say whatever you need yeah i email i emailed uh i'm because there was an episode of monsteropolis which is uh Your letter, yes remember that it's just like i don't know what he's talking about no you were talking mad trash that last episode I that was have, i don't have anyone specific i would say anything about the only thing i would say is that that if you are the type of person that thinks that I care (laughs) if you don't like my movies and you want to come on our social media or like my YouTube channel to let me know what you didn't like or like your, I I backed your Kickstarter. Let me tell you what I like about the league. I don't care. Don't back the Kickstarter anymore. (laughs) I don't make movies Please for back you. Our <laughs> <laughs> this is this how is, we. <laughs> no, this is I mean, the best way to end this interview. No, I just, I it's it's just the fact that I don't give a crap if you didn't like. And well, and it's been you... a good ride, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need another host on your podcast? Also, if you work at a game, no, don't. Let's not even. <laughs> 
Well, Sorry. yeah, you got anything to pitch and close, you know, <laughs> other than the Kickstarter? You know what? We're doing a uh, small town monster squad. Come on there, join the squad. Let us know what you like or don't like about it. <laughs> Not threaten you. I'm probably going to ignore what you said, regardless. <laughs> no, we we uh, squad is like uh, our home on the web for like all of our behind the scenes content, and we're starting to do original series over there now. We already shot the first episode of On the Trail of Hauntings. We're doing two more. If those do well, we're going to launch probably an ongoing, and then beyond that, we have some other episodic stuff we want to do. So, Small Town Monster Squad on YouTube. Go on, you just go on our YouTube channel and then you click join and then you select which level you want to join at. Um, and that's the way like squad and the movies are two completely separate things. And I'm doing everything I can to keep them completely separate. So you won't see squad content in the movies and you won't really see movies integrated into squad other than I know, like, I know. If on, well, and... on the trail of the Lake Michigan Mothman is probably going to cross over somewhat. I think we're probably releasing on the trail of the Lake Michigan Mothman episodically on Squad, and then later it's it will be collected and released as a film on all the other platforms. So we love episodic content. We're just still searching for a way to make it lucrative enough that it pays us back for what we put into making it. Yeah. So anyway, Squad, Mark of the Bell Witch. The Mothman Legacy. The next Kickstarter launch is February 4th. We're, we're making four movies as part of that Kickstarter. On the Trail of Bigfoot, the, the Journey. On the Trail of Bigfoot, The Discovery. On the Trail of UFOs, Dark Sky. And Howl of the Rougarou are all part of that. All that's right. Just those things. Just That's it? No more? You sure? Yeah. Well, this we also thing. have On the Trail of Hunt, we have On the Michigan Mothman. We're filming at least two or three other projects next year. There's a lot, guys. Yeah. Wow. The Moth Boys movie's coming out. Yeah. <clears throat> on the Trail of Moth Boys. That would be dumb. It's just That's a garbage awesome. can for like 20 minutes, just a still shot of a garbage can. That's all. <laughs> With some ska, ska music playing in the background. <laughs> Oak and fire start building <laughs> out of the garbage can, and then <laughs> that's great. Yeah. This was a well, lot of fun, guys. Thanks for yeah. joining us tonight. We appreciate you taking part of the uh, first ever full Mock Boys uh, interview experience. And last thanks time, for having us on. And I want to thank Seth and Adrian Breedlove for coming on to the show. Thank you again. Yeah, I'm sorry. You. We really apologize. <laughs> yeah, that was that <laughs> was you. bad. Uh, yeah. Not not your fault. It's our fault. <laughs> not, yes. It's our it's our fault. All our yes. Fault. Uh, look forward uh, to the Mark of the Bell Witch coming out December fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Go check it out because it's epic. Amazon, Vimeo, yeah. wherever you wherever you download. stream shit, you can get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. Uh, just thank you everybody for your support. Let us know if you like this interview thing, and it's something we might do again in the future. Yeah. Uh, honest feedback. You know, uh, mm. we we can handle it potentially. Le- potentially that's the word jake camp but how about you leave us a five-star review because we're just like that good i think we're that we're all pretty bomb people here you know yes i guess and hey bye bye
It's Jake and I's cream pie connection. 